Mm. Greetings, Sangha. Uh, my video's off on purpose uh, again. So I have a talk today um, exploring, exploring art. Um, and my reflections uh, this week on that. I find uh, personally that I'm still uh, getting the hang of the Dharma talk as a artistic medium and still figuring out uh, how to best use that medium for expression. So I want to talk about um, what happens when we, when human beings, do art and also what happens when human beings view art or uh, take in art. Because I think there's, there's something important here. Uh, many people have uh, tried to define or debate about uh, what art even is. You know, what makes something art? And here I'm talking about uh, a, uh, an expression through a medium. So we can talk about our practice lives as art or any particular uh, activity we engage in as art because we ourselves are contained in every action. So we, we are self-expressing with every action. We are presenting with every action. We are um, putting ourselves out there with every action. When we say hello to somebody uh, as they walk by or we don't and really everything is revealed in that so part of this um, discussion for me really comes back to, as Zen always does, to uh, appreciation and paying attention and being present. And this is part of what gives life to our own expression and to others' expression, is the noticing. Um, and appreciation is you know, adding something to that noticing or leaning into that noticing. Noticing um, what is there and then what happens for me as I take in what is there. So 
So in some of the places I'm leading into right now, we can even throw out the word art. Like I, I, we, I don't really care if, if it's art or not art. <laughs> um, yeah. There are ways in which we shine a light on something or another for each other. And we do that through painting and through song and through dance and through music and through the spoken word. And we also do that when we say, look at that sunset. And we also do that in our response to someone who may be expressing anger, our direction. So everything can be seen as um, correctly seen as this collaborative unfolding and appreciated as such. We are mutually always giving life to things. And I'll also say for myself, at least, that I'm sometimes missing the opportunities to give life to things. And I can appreciate artists who shine the light on something, uh, especially that expands my mind, helps me to see in bigger ways, in ways that um, my mind is not accustomed to seeing. Or even something about human potential, you know, taking in artistic expression that shows a particular skill with a particular medium. I can appreciate that. I uh, participated in a, um, a concert on Friday with the Civic Orchestra, and there was a particular uh, piece, of, a long piece, <laughs> that I wasn't participating in, and, and so I was in the audience for that portion of it. Um, and I had an interesting experience with this particular piece, and I want to try to share some of it. Um, you know, the other thing about art and how it affects us is that um, some of it is pretty subtle and intimate. And so, um, and really even not transmittable when you get down to it. Um, but I didn't really, I don't know if I'd ever taken in the art of the story of the little match girl. But we did this long piece um, 
someone had taken that story and turned it, I guess, into an opera. And then the civic orchestra kind of backed up and took some cuts here and there and turned it into a, uh, there was a narrator, there was narration, and then there was um, instrumental conveyance of this or that scene. And so the story in brief is that there's a girl and her mother that sell matches. The mother's ill. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. There's a evil doctor character or greedy doctor character that visits the home but won't treat mom because mom doesn't have money. Um, the girl leaves the mom and, and finds this celebration and enjoys dancing with other children and is given gifts by these other children. You know, this natural expression we all have, you know, children have, but we all have of, of generosity and wanting to share and wanting to help others. And then, you know, lo and behold, this whole party is happening at this evil, kind of larger-than-life, uh, evil doctor figure that comes in and takes the gifts and kicks the girl out, and um, despite the children's protests. And then, um, you know, the little match girl has wandered pretty far from home in trying to sell matches unsuccessfully on Christmas Eve with her mother dying at home, and you know, then the whole thing ends with this dream where she's becoming a princess in the kingdom of snowflakes. And that's it. And I'm thinking, uh, yeah, she's dead and mom's dead and this story stinks. And that's pretty much where I landed um, for the first little bit. I'm like, what is this? And, you know, whatever, you know, like I'm in the next piece. And so I'm kind of dropping it. But I'm kind of like irritated by this whole thing. <laughs> and then, you know, luckily I was able to lean into it a little more and appreciate it, and appreciate the um, the artistry of it, and the choice not only of the original storyteller, I would assume. You know, I don't know if how much this version I heard, I haven't researched this story, um, how consistent it is over time, but... Um, Anyway, so with my story here, it occurred to me that um, this was a world premiere we did of sorts. So, you know, somebody was taken enough with this story that they decided to orchestrate the piece. So someone made a decision to put a lot of energy into writing music for scenes 
and um, narration and all of this and the, the civic orchestra in rehearsing all of this and something is being expressed here. Like something's, you know, there are, there's social commentary and there's the beauty of simply shining the light on a life or lives that I tend to look away from. And simply holding up a mirror, where in my case, even in hearing this story, which we could say is just a story, I'm wanting to push it away. You know, any, any anger coming up is a pushing away. It's a kind of extreme on the spectrum, pushing away. You know, I'm wanting to say it's a dumb story. You know, that's interesting. That says that shows me something about me. So I could say a lot about the little match girl, but there's a there's a complete completeness to any human life. And there are people who die on the streets, of course, and die in poverty. And um, every human life has these, you know, in the little match girl, there's joyful parts and scary parts and sad parts. Um, so I found that whole experience uh, interesting on a lot of levels, and I've only shared a few of them. The other really interesting part about this whole presentation um, of The Little Match Girl to me was um, it's never explicitly stated that the mother dies or that the little girl dies. Um, so Good art, to me, brings me to this place where I'm reacting or I'm contemplating and thus <laughs> uh, my mind is expanded in some way. It's opened in some way. I see more of the world. I see more about myself. Um, I see it, whatever the it is from someone else's point of view. So now I want to switch gears here to um, uh, doing art. So making art or presenting art, because I think um, something not so dissimilar happens. Um, there's an intrinsic vulnerability to making. Because whatever the medium is, there's a lot of myself, even if I do a crafty thing. Um, you know, I make a picture. You know, and I'm not putting it on the wall in any gallery or anything. This is, this is an expression of 
my soul, some might say. <laughs> it's like, what else is there? And then because there's a physical something that's produced, people can have a response to it. They can like it or not like it or think it's good or think it's bad. So there's this inherent vulnerability and expression. And in exploring this, you know, I see again that there's that same inherent vulnerability if we really look in the the day-to-day -day expression, the things we're not maybe accustomed to calling art. The saying hi to the person as we walk down the street, the 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 interactions in the grocery store, whatever, at work. Um, There's a, when I'm present and I'm leaning in and I'm responding, I am expressed. And it's all there. It's all there in the tone of my voice, in the uh, degree of presence, which can be felt. You know, am I respectful? Um, Am I really present and listening and understanding? Do I want to be there? <laughs> um, so coming back to, to doing art in a deliberate sort of way, so whatever medium I choose, whether I'm bringing attention to day-to-day uh, -day interactions or, or picking up a paintbrush, I think there's something that happens also in that expression that's informative. Um, so when I take what? See, this is where, like, I don't really know, like, what what to call me. You know, that's, that's the dynamic exploration in Zen. But when I express that something, whatever it is, that which wants to come through me in choosing to uh, dab my paintbrush in the red paint or the purple paint or the green paint if I'm painting. You know, this or make this kind of line or that kind of line. Just that process um, and that collaboration of me with not me. And don't try to figure out what I just said because I'm not really quite sure what I just said. There's something that happens in the process that um, makes makes the art worth engaging in. And I think everybody here has some sort of um, 
artistic expression. And I give this talk in part to uh, encourage myself to do more um, artistic expression and get over whatever barriers I might have to picking up the paintbrush or camera or pen or whatever. Clarinet. <laughs> um. And because I think uh, art is so um, important, both being taking in art and doing art, um, I want to welcome in our group, uh, you know, we do the little talking time at the end. You know, if you want to take 30 seconds, you know, or a minute, it really doesn't take much time and hold up something you've made um, or let people know that you're playing at the local bar on Tuesday. Uh, please do that. I think that's really uh, great sangha sharing and I think um, I've kind of struggled with how to let people know about my own performances because I've not wanted to exclude people from those invitations um, but I've also not uh, I, I don't want people to feel any pressure uh, and yeah, I struggle with that, like not just with Dharma groups, but with other social groups. Okay, I want to let you know, but it's really okay. <laughs> it's really okay if you never make it to a Kojin concert. So like, my message here is like, take in art, but I'm not advocating for any particular so sort of art. Um, and if I let you know that I'm playing, uh, that's just so you know. You know, I've really enjoyed, uh, let's see, I've, I think I've seen most of your, like, examples of art of, from most of you here, um, including going out and viewing things in, in two or three cases. And I've really enjoyed that. Um, in each case. But anyway, I've I've gone cuz I've wanted to and I've had fun. <laughs> I thought I had something else here. Oh, okay. So I want to connect this briefly back to back to our um, zazen because I think there's a line that like 
maybe there's not a line. There's something I don't understand well enough to <laughs> express super clearly in words. Um, but I'm reminded of this line from Eihei Dogen uh, in the Fukan Zazengi, um, where he talks about the essential art of Zazen, or uses that word, those words. And he says, the Zazen I speak of is not meditation practice. It is simply the Dharma gate of joyful ease. The practice realization of totally culminated enlightenment. So it's practice hyphen realization. So there's a there's a place in our zazen that is seamless with the universe, where there's not a me um, sitting, and it is itself the expression of enlightenment. It's not separate from um, totally culminated enlightenment. So we're so used to thinking of there's a me that needs to get to a place that's awakening or a state that's awakening. And it's somehow um, linear and terminal in the sense of once we're there, we're there. Um, And there's an inherent not tuness to things that I'm trying to point here to. I'm trying to point to here. Um, that I find goes along with this discussion of art. So if that didn't make sense, throw it out. All right, folks, well, I'm going to stop there and we can chant the four principles of practice and then we'll have some time for uh, sharing and discussion. principles of practice caught in a self-centered dream only suffering holding to self-centered thoughts exactly the dream each moment life as it is the only teacher being just this moment compassion's way